This is my podcast for the Macbeth Laird Project. I'm the only person doing this, so hi, Miss Kenyon. Human desire can be seen as something that is devastating or motivation. In the story of Macbeth, it is a very prominent feature and theme. Macbeth was written and during the Middle Ages by William Shakespeare. We follow the story of the main character, Macbeth, where we first meet him on the battle, on the war-torn battlefield somewhere in Scotland. This is after the battle where he is won. He put the head of the Thane of Cawdor on a stake. And as he's leaving with another general, he then goes and encounters three witches and they tell him a prophecy saying that after this battle he will become the thane of Cawdor and then he will become king and now this is where the entirety of human desire comes into play where the witches are then the representation of it throughout the story and how it can be seen And now it is argued on how is that possible when Banquo was there too and he also saw the witches. How would they represent his desire? Well, Banquo was also told a prophecy. He was told that he, that his sons would become kings. And with this, Banquo was told the thing that any father would want his sons to succeed, his sons to be able to make it somewhere in life. And now with this, Banquo is happy. He knows something that is going to be great for his son, Fleance. And and when we first meet Fleance in the story, in the act and scene right before King Duncan is killed, he is seen speaking with his son, and he shows him amounts of great love and joy. And he's always and he's talking to me, saying like, "How is the night going? How are you feeling?" And when he thinks that something is about and something is wrong, he tells him, "Be on the lookout. Be careful. Something the bells should have rung by now." And when Macbeth comes out of the shadows, when he told him this, he go he draws his sword. And then he thinks, oh, it is only Macbeth. And then he lets them pass and they both go away. This is then when Macbeth later becomes king because he kills Duncan in his sleep. These two moments, we witness both of their human desire. We see Banquo wanting to watch his son succeed and grow in, in that he's protecting him. Now this can... Now, whether he's only doing this because of the prophecy he was told, we can never know because we never saw Banquo's attitude towards Fleance before the prophecy. And then when Macbeth kills Duncan, we see the desire because he wants to become king. But this is also an act in action of Lady Macbeth's desire. She wants her husband to to become king, and then she will also be queen. That is the action of two. Those are two human desires, well, three human desires. It's a trio.
happening in that moment. And in the end, that symbol of human desire is what then all cost three of them their lives. When Macbeth hired murderers to kill Banquo and Flyons, Banquo is busy protecting his son that he gets himself killed. Now, of course, this is noble, but he also dies in the end, and Flayons does escape. Macbeth is too busy trying to protect his kingdom, where that wasn't even his to begin with. He wasn't anointed by God, the divine of rights, which was important during the medieval ages. He gets killed by the man three more prophecies told him earlier in the story, and then Lady Macbeth, who is driven mad from the murder that she helped conspire, she eventually kills herself. The witches were a sign of chaos, but they were also a sign of how human desire is the ultimate downfall. While it can motivate you, something that you want to desire the most, it can ultimately end you. If you are too caught up on the little things, on the materialistic things at the end of the day don't mean anything, you'll lose sight to what actually has meaning. And that is what I believe is one of the hidden messages in William Shakespeare's Macbeth.